Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com slash deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was so cool I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Hello. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, shout out to uh, some of the big names listening. Joining our fellow listeners today, Mark Zuckerberg. Thanks for dropping by. Uh, Jeff Bezos, hope things go well for you with uh, Amazon Prime Day. I guess that's happening as we record this now. You know, there's a strike going on today with Amazon employees. There very well should be. Yeah. Have you seen the terrible things that happen to those employees? Totally. Mm. But a lot of folks are calling for uh, joining the strike in the form of not going to Amazon or any of its properties today. Wow. Yeah, or for the, the next few days. That's what I've done. But let's, let's also point out that uh, the meme about storming Area 51, which now has picked up with some celebrity recommendations. I think Nathan Fillion, 
Jeff Goldblum, Keanu Reeves, and so on were posting about it. Uh, that, so science fiction stars. Yeah, that has that has gained uh, more traction than any idea of, say, storming detention centers where U.S. children are dying or uh, boycotting Amazon because Amazon is the new version of the Walmart conundrum. It's just so gosh darn convenient for so many people. I've also used Amazon regularly full disclosure, to get stuff for work. As have I. And not to derail things too much, I have been very shocked to see in New York one of like this liberal bastion um, with a lot of young folks that work in like very kind of like woke kind of industries or whatever. Everyone gets their groceries from Amazon. It's crazy. Like you go to an apartment complex and the doors are just stacked high with Amazon boxes. I think people are able to be selectively uh, kind of, you know, uh, awake to problems if it doesn't like directly inconvenience them. I think that's most people. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. I I think we see what's in front of us and, you know, what we're aware of because of the people that are around us. And Mm -hmm. that's generally it unless you're fully plugged into your social network. I would 100%. call it. Uh, yeah, I would call it performatively, uh, performatively moral. So, for instance, what happened to the child soldiers that everyone was uh, so concerned about in 2012? They're still out there. Many of them are no longer children, but new children have been accepted into the ranks. Yeah, it really is just what is trending right now. And do you remember the last couple of things? I I had something Mm -hmm. just as an example that I wanted to chime in with earlier. Mm -hmm. And I've completely forgotten it now because now I'm thinking about this. It'll come back to you. I guarantee you. Unfortunately, there's there are no shortages of different examples. And of course, I mean, if we want to be optimistic about it, every little bit counts. Your actions do matter, uh, regardless of what some people will try to make you think when they don't want you to take action. But speaking of actions, how are are the weekends for everyone? Paul, Mission Control, good weekend. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. We've got a nice streak with Mission Control nowadays. It's been pretty much thumbs up. It's because he's living his best life. Yeah. Wouldn't you know it? How about you, Noel? It was good. I went and visited my mom in my hometown of Augusta, GA. Uh, My kid was in a church choir camp. So I went to a church service for my first time in many, many, many years. Very nice. And uh, there were some things about it that I had forgotten about. Like oh. when they pass the collection plate and oh, the yeah. ushers at the end. You put the lift. money in. You do you put the money in. You out. No, you put it in. No, that's right. That's definitely right thing. You got me there. Um, but the ushers at the end take the plates and hold them aloft at the altar. Whoa. In, is that a thing? Are you aware of this? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a Methodist church, so maybe it's just a Methodist thing. But yeah, they all convene down on the floor, three of them, and they hold the plates up like as an offering to, you know, the, the deity. That's nice. I was doing something similar. I was getting together my, uh, my e-coin wallet. I realized that I hadn't been doing any kind of like uh, I don't know what you call it, maintenance on it, like mm-hmm. figuring out exactly where all my stuff is and my portfolios and all of that. But um, – over the weekend, just I'm ready to use eCoin again. So nice. What do you have? Hmm? What do you have? Uh, it's just I mean it's your standard wallet, really. You know where the income goes directly into that account. No, but and I mean, you're talking about like Litecoin, Bitcoin, like you're talking about different like e- Dogecoin, Ethereum. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's 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 eCoin. It's just the one that uh, eCorp is you know, introduced a while ago. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I'm it's, not aware of that. It's my favorite one. <laughs> I, yeah. I wish Enough you said. luck. 
Well, thanks. I wish you luck in your endeavors. Uh, and this this is a show that we personally love. I, I've thought about this before, uh, and I, I would hazard the same case goes for you, Matt. If you came into a financial windfall, you'd probably still want to do this show, huh? Oh, yeah. I would just – I mean I would just put – Put cool. more money away in my e-coin, I guess. Quietly buy up our company. <laughs> I mean, I have fantasized about that. Me too. I've fantasized about quietly buying up the company, going to work every day without telling anyone, uh, anyone the case until there was an all-hands meeting and then just saying, talking out of my neck, as we say in the South, making some crazy proclamation. And then when someone tells me to calm down, say, you know, reveal that I own <laughs> I own the company. Or some kind of, I'm imagining some kind of play where you just correct the CEO or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just, just, just like a small correction, be like, just do it openly and publicly. <laughs> it's actually of yeah. Because, oh, you're, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's bowling. ridiculous. I would say, y'all work for me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and maybe just Shark Tank it, you know, maybe just 51%. That's all you need. Uh, we want to hear how things have been going in your neck of the global woods. Uh, so please don't feel like you have to wait until the end to contact us. You can pause the podcast right now. You can leave us a review that always helps us get uh, a little bit closer to the good graces of our corporate overlords, a little bit further away from being fired. Uh, and so until until we secretly buy our company, uh, we'd love some reviews from you and your fellow listeners. How about you, Ben? How was your weekend? Uh, I had a lot of stuff happen. I uh, was, was actually in town for this weekend. I will not be in town for the next weekend. There's a lot of travel, but uh, who worked? I've, I've been working on some various projects. Um, yeah, that'll that'll overall be Checks beneficial. Out. Checks love out. That, love that <laughs> transparency. That's <laughs> true. I've been open booking a meadow on a sunny day, you guys. But, but how yeah, are your kids, you Noel? Yeah. <laughs> My kids. Just the ones I know. The one I know about is, is good. She uh, she did a really good job in her choir performance. I, I don't want to be a bummer. I saw something pretty crazy this weekend. I saw. A hit and run accident. I saw a gentleman crossing the street in my hometown get hit by a giant Ford F one fifty truck, and it was very upsetting. And uh, I will say this: I always say this about my hometown. There's so many cops just lurking around, trying to kind of nail people for DUIs and stuff. This was one case where it was really. I was really glad they were around because they immediately chased the guy down. They caught him, and the ambulance was there in like a minute and a half. Cop was there to talk to the guy and talk to witnesses. And, uh, you know, it was a good example of efficient policing and first respondership. And I witnessed it firsthand. Did you report as a witness? I did not because there was somebody that was directly with the guy. There were several other people that were there. We mm-hmm. just kind of were passing by and mm-hmm. we just moved on. But You know, the strange thing is 20 years ago, that may have been perhaps – uh, a headline in the local newspaper, but may have been forgotten pretty easily, except for the people directly involved. That's all changed nowadays, and I would argue for the past decade at least, probably more, probably closer to the past 15, 20 years, social media has become the primary currency, and I'm using that word. <laughs> Uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit in a cavalier manner. Uh, social media has become the primary currency of communication for many, many people. And when we say social media, we think of several things. One of the most popular is Facebook. 
You might love it. You might hate it. But there's no denying Facebook is a huge, gargantuan, tremendous business, and it seems set to stay. It's just – it's – in us now, in our species. If you would like to learn more about what Facebook actually is, where it came from, and what it can do, check out our earlier deep dives on the subject in previous episodes. You can also uh, check out Tech Stuff by Jonathan Strickland. That has a great look at the nuts and bolts of Facebook as it stood. Of course, every Facebook episode needs to continually be updated uh, because they are uh, tricksy. They are clever little varmints. And they will – they work to uh, circumvent legislation and to, they would say, address concerns. So we'll always have to do an update. We'll probably have to do an update on today's topic in a few months. So let's just get a real quick recap on Facebook and, and, and all, all this weird e-currency stuff before diving into the newest, strangest Facebook ambition and why some people might tell you it is a conspiracy. So Facebook, here here are the facts. Yeah, that's right. Facebook primarily at its source is a a multinational conglomerate. No, I'm just kidding. It's a social media platform. And it's also Instagram and a bunch of other things. WhatsApp. (laughs) All kinds of communication. Primarily, let's talk about Facebook, the social media platform, which, you know, has seen a slowdown in the number of users. But when we say slowdown, we just mean it isn't at that extremely rapid rate that it was for, you know, years and years. Mm -hmm. They currently have 2.4 billion, billion monthly active users. And uh, Ben, if it were a country, it would be – where does it lie on our list there? Oh, it would be by far the largest country in the world by population, almost double the population of China, which is a little more than 1.3 billion people. So this is 2.4 billion. And it got to that number. It became the largest thing in terms of population uh, very, very quickly because it started – originally restricted to college students in 2004. Whoa. So from 2004 to 2019, that's a, that's a heck of a growth. Even with that slowdown that we mentioned earlier, we have to remember that the more people, the more access people in emerging economies have to the internet, uh, the more Facebook users are created. Yes, and it's a, a very important point there that Facebook is global. It's not just... A, that's what I was joking about, the multinational conglomerate thing, just the concept that it exists in every country that has access to the internet and people everywhere are using it. Now, here's the big question. Let's say you got a giant social media platform like that. How do you leverage something like that that's free for people to come on and use however much they want? How do you leverage that into making money as a giant corporation with overhead and employees and all the things you got to pay for? Yeah, that's the thing. It's We've said it before on this show. Many other shows have said this. It's even at risk of becoming a cliche because it is true. If you do not pay for a service, you are the product. That is absolutely true uh, and unfortunate, but that's how Facebook makes a ton of cash. They sell the data. They aggregate about you, your friends, or perhaps your ex-friends or your enemies and so on. And they package this to advertisers. They package this to research firms, Cambridge Analytica being one. Uh, and then they, they sell this. You do not get a cut of this. Uh, the, your data, you can find different pundits estimating how much your data as an individual is worth. Uh, it's not very much, but – 
it's still more than zero and you get zero. That's not the only way Facebook makes money though. They also have Facebook payments. So it's similar to like Venmo, Mm -hmm. those kind of peer-to-peer things. And Ben kind of mentioned this in that first go-around with the selling you, the user's data essentially, and leveraging it for advertisers because that really is one of the primary ways that Facebook made money for a long time, which was just having ads essentially appear as posts within your feeds. And one of the biggest reasons advertisers will use that is just like Ben said, because of the tremendous amount of information they have on you mm-hmm. and they can target stuff to you so directly. And was this before they had to identify them as sponsored posts or something like that? Or I think originally, yeah, I think that's correct. So if we did it, if we looked at how this breaks down in six streams, we would say self-serve advertising. Let's say you have a great show. Um, like let's say Paul makes an independent docu-series called uh, The Age of Applebee's and wants to promote it on Facebook, then you can give Facebook money and they will, in their ad manager, uh, they they will attempt to uh, show more people who would be interested in the age of Applebee's a post about the age of Applebee's. By the way, Paul really enjoyed that. He gave me a great <laughs> smile. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You have to have, you have, to have a mission. You've got to stand for something, right? And then targeted advertisements, which you mentioned, Matt, that'd be the second. Facebook Messenger ads – would be the third. Video ads would be the fourth. Facebook mobile would be the fifth. Uh, Facebook's mobile app in 2016 generated more than 80% of their ad revenue, which is surprising, right? Whoa. And the the idea of data generation is tricky because they're not, as far as we know, Facebook is not purposely – purchasing and selling specifically like Matthew Frederick's data or Noel Brown's data. They're um, cre- they're aggregating it in a way that they would argue is anonymous. Yeah, it's all nationalities or income brackets or all these, you know, genders, whatever mm. they need to do and separating them out so that you can buy this swath of humanity. And as we record this, if, you, if you're listening and you're saying, all right, guys, you talk about this all the time. What does Facebook actually have on me? What do they know about me? You might be surprised, but you can still find out. If you go to the Facebook setting page, find the tab for general or something like that, eventually the, they'll change the, the click-through that you need on a, on a pretty frequent basis. But eventually you will find an option that allows you to download a copy of your Facebook data, and it will be everything. It will be more than you thought. Yeah. So – you can also nominally control some of the ads that Facebook uh, puts in your face. But that's – I mean that's the nature of the game. They're pretty clear about that. So yeah, we know what Facebook is. We know what Facebook is. But oddly enough, and uh, this, this might be a controversial opinion, might be a hot take. Some people don't trust Facebook. Wait, what? I know, Right. They seem so friendly, though, and they give you all this free content, and why wouldn't you trust someone who's giving you all this stuff? These games? Farmville? Have you heard (laughs) of Farmville? If you can't um, sop up that sarcasm that's dripping out of your headphones right now, Mm -hmm. um, I I feel bad. I mean, get some bread. Maybe uh, you can make use of it. Um, So, Ben, why don't people trust Facebook? I'll play your reindeer games, Matt. (laughs) Uh, Let's – and Paul, you'll have to edit me here, but this is the best way to say it. 
there are two categories. Let's divide it into accidental f**k-ups and purposeful f**k-overs. So yeah, sounds good. The the accidental stuff would be the stuff that happens to any big company that is keeping so much stuff. Data leaks, right? Identification of people in a way that may stymie their professional growth or literally endanger their lives. There's a story of a therapist who learned that their uh, their patients were starting to show up in each other's people you may know list. Oh, no. You know, the thing that tries to sort of nudge you into stalking folks. And then there was another case where members of law enforcement would see people they put in prison popping up on their people you may know list. And if they're on your list, you're probably on their list. The abyss stares back, yeah. And then the purposeful stuff would be complaints of using – or allegations of using aggregated data to target people who would be vulnerable to misinformation, propaganda, so on. And in the age of deep fakes, that becomes more and more important, right? And then there are all kinds of scams that exist online that sometimes use Facebook as a way to get you to click on a link. Mm -hmm. That's one way, but that's not necessarily Facebook doing it. But it's Facebook allowing it to happen. There you go. And then, well, this goes into a, a conversation Nolan and I had had briefly off air before, which is how do you decide? And we want to hear your take on this too, folks. How do you decide who to accept or who to ignore when it comes to friend requests? Mm. I typically, I think we talked about this. This is exactly what we talked about, Ben. If I have a few mutual friends with that person, then I t- I'm more likely to accept it. If it's clearly someone that's just a fan of the show, I'd more rather them follow me on Instagram than than on Facebook because Facebook to me is more like for people that I actually know, know and interact with. And that, that's just to me seems like the Facebook rules. So I'm less likely to accept a Facebook friend request from somebody I don't know. But on Instagram, you don't have to accept. They just follow you. So it's a little bit different game, you know? Yeah, you can only shut off everybody and make it private or you can just keep it public. You can block individuals. You can, you can block you individuals, know. yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you guys are talking about. <laughs> No, I'm yeah, I'm I get it. Mm-hmm. Your fingers on the pulse, I can see oh, it. Oh, I'm yep. Thump, 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 That's thump, what it thump, sounds like. Yep. Thump, thump. So, so what you're saying Matt, is you accept no uh, outside friend requests or you don't even have a Facebook page. I might. You neither confirm nor deny yeah, either of those somewhere, things. Okay. I don't know. That's fair. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm friends with you guys. That's true. Taking the same tack that uh, the government of Israel takes with nuclear weapons, right? Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I am to social media as Ben is to every day um, talking about what's occurring in his life. Does that make sense? Yeah, transparent. <laughs> you, you eschew it entirely? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. The kind of person who's like AMA, ask yes. me anything? Yes. Uh, let's, let's ask each other about cryptocurrency. We're promising we're going somewhere with this. Cryptocurrency. We did an episode with Jonathan Strickland on this, right? Two-parter. It's mm-hmm. two-parter. That's right. Uh, and it's easy It's easy uh, to do a two-parter on cryptocurrency because there are so many different and at times difficult angles to take here. But what what is a cryptocurrency? It's a cool name, crypto, but, yeah. but why? Why do we call it that? Well, 
if you want to go deep dive beyond the topics that we discuss with Jonathan on stuff that I want you to know, you could check out Tech Stuff, which has several fantastic episodes on the subject. But essentially, for our purposes here, cryptocurrency is a digital or virtual currency that uses cryptography for security. And it's as simple as that. A cryptocurrency is very difficult to counterfeit because of the fact that it is uh encrypted in this way. And many of these cryptocurrencies are decentralized systems based on something called blockchain technology, which is a little tough to, to go into deeply in a quick, you know, bite or two. But you really should check out that Strickland episode or the Tech Stuff series to get a deeper understanding of what blockchain is. But essentially, it is a distributed ledger. Um, yeah, a ledger just like a written down, you know, Excel spreadsheet or just any kind of list of figures that is enforced by a disparate network of computers. Computers, meaning that uh, a defining feature of a cryptocurrency and arguably one of its biggest, most powerful features is its organic nature, that it's not issued by any central authority. And that fact renders it theoretically immune to government interference or manipulation. But at the same time, as we know, it's still very volatile. Despite yeah. any government interaction, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. just to simplify some of this stuff, this whole idea of the ledger is uh, very powerful for cryptocurrency because imagine that if you've got a dollar in your wallet right now or wherever you keep your, your money, your fiat currency, mm-hmm. uh, you pull it out and somehow by touching that dollar, just by interacting with it, you could see every single time this this piece of money has been spent since it was minted, since it was printed out and cut up, right? Right, right. That's how Bitcoin works. We're using technology to create what once would have been relegated to the realm of psychic powers. One of my favorite psychic powers, by the way, psychometry, the idea that one can learn the history of an emotionally charged object through physically touching it. This power is perhaps most famous in the excellent movie Vibes starring Jeff Goldblum (laughs) and Cyndi Lauper, which I do have on DVD if anyone's interested. How have I not heard of this masterpiece? Vibes has – okay, so in Vibes, Jeff Goldblum Bloom and Cindy Lauper's characters uh, have psychic powers and they work at this research facility. They eventually go uh, on, on a wild misadventure uh, to a mysterious object in Peru, I believe. Jeff Goldblum does catch vibes. <laughs> and like he is in every movie, except for arguably The Fly, he's just Jeff Goldblum. And smoldering. With his, with his powers. And so he can touch things and he can know what happened to them. Wow. Vibes. Can anybody do a good Jeff Goldblum impersonation? No. It's really hard to nail. It's easy to get to like an 8 out of 10. Yeah. But those extra two points are very difficult. That's true because it's like 50 – it's like 60% stutter and then like the rest of the percent is pure charisma. Mm. Cadence. Uh, so I don't want to sideline us practicing my 8 out of 10. It's not worth it. I'll, uh, I'll get it up to at least an 8.5 and come back. But uh, like – Like our Jeff Goldblum impressions, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a concept uh, has a number of pros and cons. One, as you mentioned, Noel, it's decentralized. This means theoretically one injury to the system or malfunction will not bring down the system in in its entirety. There's also no government manipulation of currency in theory, legally, because no government controls it, right? So when you say currency manipulation, it's something you hear a lot with uh, maybe despots or people are in unstable times in a country and they say, well, now 
everything is we're just going to chop a zero off of everyone's bank accounts right to to get right internationally we or, need some heavy inflation here mm-hmm, or this is no longer the new currency only this but it also leads to cons the same lack of government oversight means there's Outside of the self-regulation in the way the system is built, which is very clever, and by the way, no one – still no one knows who invented cryptocurrency. Uh, there's no oversight and this could lead to volatility because cryptocurrency by and large, like fiat currency, has no basis in tangible assets. Yeah. It's none. It's none. If it, if it changed – value tomorrow if it if every bitcoin for example the most famous cryptocurrency shot up in value by ten thousand dollars or shot down in value to uh less than a penny per bitcoin it would it would not be because a tangible asset changed there's no gold in some sort of secret cryptocurrency fort knox you know what i mean yeah and yet it's it's funny because it's been likened to the way gold miners essentially would function when you're talking about the people that are actually doing the the Bitcoin mining and all of this uh-huh. because as the price rises, more people are think it's viable enough or they're going to make enough money doing the mining, right? Because it's mm-hmm. worth enough. And then when it falls, not many people will be mining them because it's too costly to actually perform the function. You're not going to make your money back. So it is this – there's this interesting analogy there with a tangible asset even though it's literally, like you said, Ben, attached to nothing. Right, right. And now we have to also mention that cryptocurrency is very useful for crime. It's no one's opinion. That's just a fact. The things that make it good for some legal things also make it good for some illegal things. Now let's mash them together in today's episode of What Could Go Wrong. It's correct, folks. We didn't just decide to switch the plot halfway through the beginning of the show. Facebook, you see, wants to start its own currency. Some people, mostly people who work for Facebook or its corporate allies, think this is a fantastic idea. Other people fear it's something more sinister, something dangerous, even a conspiracy. And it's about to get crazy right after this word from our sponsor. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Here's where it gets crazy. Enter Libra. Libra. Not the zodiac sign. No. Libra. Libra. It's like zebra. Mm-hmm. But with the, with Lee, Libra. Or book in some languages. Yeah. yeah. Libra. It, also, it reminds me of my favorite dead currency, lira. Remember when lira was a thing? In Italy, right? That was a fun one. Now it's all boring euros. <laughs> well, there you go. What is Libra? Oh, yeah. Hey, Matt, what's Libra? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, this is Facebook's cryptocurrency, or at least it's their attempt to get into this, uh, this game of cryptocurrenting. It's, uh, it's a blockchain approach, very similar to what you know, we discussed there with how Bitcoin functions or other cryptocurrencies. Uh, and again, it's, uh, it's an idea, but here's the deal. It's not like it's just you know, somebody pitching stuff around a boardroom anymore. It's mm-hmm. actually happening. It is. Facebook has partnered with 28 different companies to create uh, this, this proposed cryptocurrency network. They call themselves the Libra Association, which sounds like a real, a real James Bond, Roger Moore era name for uh, a consortium of villains, you know, like Spectre, the Libra Association. And of course, they have the, the scales emblazoned on all their stuff. These companies include companies you may have heard of, big, big names. MasterCard wants in on the game because uh, credit cards have been worried for a while that they might lose those sweet, sweet transaction fees. Uh, PayPal wants in on the game. Uber, Lyft, and more. Yeah, like Vodafone, Visa. <laughs> it's there are no small players. These companies, financial companies, e-commerce, some venture capitalists, telecoms, and so on, are each going to invest around ten million dollars that into this association that'll be in charge of the the Libra. The association wants to grow to a hundred members with an equal vote over time, and Facebook 
expects to, quote, maintain a leadership role through 2019. But what, what is this? It's a secretive project. It revolves around that digital coin, the Libra. And the idea is that users on Facebook uh, or any of the other platforms, like an Uber app, for instance, could send Libra to each other in place of dollars and use it to make purchases on Facebook's platform and across the Internet. That's right. And um, I'm, I'm guessing that the appeal here is because of that decentralized approach. And in, in, this system, in this system, they use something called nodes, right? So Facebook wouldn't directly control the coin, hence the decentralization, nor would the individual members of this consortium, which is uh, known as the Libra Association. Some of the members could serve as these things called nodes, um, a system that verifies transactions and maintains records of them. That sounds familiar. Uh, creating a brand new payment network, according to the people that are familiar with the setup. Um, it's not a particularly new idea. Uh, it goes back to 2017 when an exec at Facebook named David Marcus had this kind of aha moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, what if we could also control the currency? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, surprise, he came from PayPal. (laughs) Right, right, right. Before he worked on this project, David Marcus was the head of Facebook Messenger, which has been tremendously successful from their definition. And before his Facebook days, he worked at PayPal. And he says the idea came out of his early days over at the Big PP, the idea of a financial network that existed outside of the world of central banks. And central banks are, by the way, in charge of pretty much everything. Well, that's my question, though, right? You can't generate this currency from nothing. You have to exchange actual accepted currency into the system and then you get a, you know, an e-currency or whatever. So what's the benefit here of having a currency versus just having a platform like a PayPal or a Venmo or something like that? It's, uh, there it's are question. some huge yeah. upsides. <laughs> For Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Right. So over the past two years, again, this plan's not super old. Over the past two years, details of it gradually emerged. They bought – Facebook, they are, that is, bought a company that was working to make blockchain processes a lot faster. And the primary thought here was that Facebook would do remittance payments. That's where you send money across borders overseas and they would do it on WhatsApp and they would pilot it in India because uh, in the subcontinent, in the country of India – A lot of people in the diaspora live abroad and they send money either to their families like living in the UK or something or they send money back to families or businesses living in India. So they thought this was a tremendous market. You know, the timeline matches up interestingly with – you remember those stories coming out of India where certain currencies were outlawed, the small – or the bigger currencies were outlawed? Yes, due to corruption. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever happened to that? The explanation of the etymology is that Libra is an homage to the French livre, uh, or that's French for pound. We should also mention here that David Marcus is a native French speaker. Got it. So why do it this way? Why partner with 20-something other companies instead of just being Facebook money? Why can't they just be Facebooks? I mean, admittedly, I'm typecasting here because I'm in love with that kind of idea. Go Ben Bucks, the real alternative currency. How's it doing, by the way? It's great, actually. It's on the up and up. Uh, So the simplest reason for Facebook to assemble these Avengers is that they are very, very interested in not looking like Facebook. 
to you, to I, to anybody using this. So the decentralized approach helps them function via proxies. You may never have a Facebook page that you have created. Although Facebook almost certainly has a shadow profile of you by now, you might say, well, I've never messed with Facebook. I do have to use Uber. And Uber takes Libra, or they offered me a deal, a discount in Libra instead of dollars. So all I have to do is sign up for a Libra account. Mm -hmm. So that sounds great. And it's basically just my Uber payment system. And that's all I'll use it for forevermore. But then secondly, there's a practical approach. Uh, You might not trust Facebook, but you may trust Uber, right? And you do have to trust one of the other partners involved in this for this to work. Also, because they're restricting that network, they can speed up interactions within the network and keep it secure. They're big tech questions. Is this actually a blockchain? How does it function in comparison to, you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum or sending money on PayPal? Uh, It's faster and it's easier because it's a high-cost transaction on Bitcoin. You've got all this processing power you require to keep it running and secure. And just really quick before we get into – fully into the blockchain things, let's not forget that that whole decentralization thing you bring in the 28 members and eventually 100 members, even though Facebook has, as we said, now in 2019, 2.4 billion uh, monthly active users, all of these other companies bring in their own chunks of portions of billions of users. And perhaps the people who use Uber who are a little you know, more savvy about one thing or the people who have a certain credit card or the people who are using a Vodafone or whatever, maybe they aren't Facebook users. And so it's literally pooling everybody. Right. There's another, there's another issue that differentiates them, reliability, volatility. To start with, the Libra will be pegged one-to-one with the U.S. dollar. So one Libra, one U.S. dollar. Uh, you'll open a you open a happy birthday card from your aunt Esmeraldine or whatever, and she gives you a gift card for twenty libra to spend on Facebook Marketplace. You're like, oh, thanks, because that's basically twenty dollars. So, does it become an issue where it's like only certain vendors will take this, so you can't use it anywhere? So the idea is to centralize, like, to use this as a, in, a, in a way where it forces people to shop. In, to, to narrow their shopping choices as well, right? Yeah, that's that's part of – that's definitely something that they would have to be discussing in the back rooms in internal meetings. It's not there yet, but we have to remember Sesame Credit used to be opt-in and would never be mandatory, and now it is. So this is another slow-boil situation. Uh, eventually, Libra will be tagged from what they call a basket of currencies – which is how international economists uh, talk about this pretty often. Facebook is still figuring out how this is going to work, but their goal is to keep it keep the Libra from being unreliable, and that's why it is fully backed by a reserve of, quote, real assets named Libra Reserved. Of course, when we say real assets in the world of economics, we're not necessarily talking like one horse for every 200 Libra or something like that. It's also very, very cheap price for a horse. We're talking about things like um, things like bonds, or some, something that generates this rate of return, and, and debts, and debts. So that is the basic elevator pitch that they're using for Libra. But 
how will they actually use this thing in the field? What do they want? Why are people excited at Facebook about it? Why are people worried pretty much everywhere else about it? We'll tell you after a word from our sponsors. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. All right, we're back. Let's get into this. Here we go. So the Libra Association is the only party, the only people involved in the whole process that will be able to create and destroy Libra. Yeah, the terms there are to mint or to burn. Isn't that nice? Uh, And the coins are only minted when authorized resellers have purchased the coins from the association with those currencies that we've talked about, the basket currencies, those fiat assets, and uh, they they actually back the coins fully. So this coin is backed directly by this uh, portion of the basket. Right. Okay. But here's here's the issue. They're still trying to figure out 
exactly how they use this stability and they have a troubling aim. So we mentioned originally this would be for payments uh, across international borders, right? Instantaneous payments across international border and they would probably be cheaper than the fees levied by wire transfers. However, they also want this to be used in countries where the money supply and currency value is volatile or unreliable, essentially functioning as a viable alternative, a parallel currency. Whoa. Yeah, so this means like Zimbabwe, for instance, uh, has been waging economic warfare on its own people. It has been the subject of economic warfare uh, abroad and the currency is hyperinflated. But what if instead of going through the government or going through – um, another government's money, you could just pull up your app. Isn't that like mm. almost like tantamount to a, like a financial coup? Yes. Right? Yeah, quite so. I mean, so it's like, but they could disguise it as philanthropy, right? And say, oh, no, we're doing a good job helping stabilize these countries. But they're obviously not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts, right? Right, right. What happens if people in these local economies dump all of their money into Libra because it retains the same value the next from one day to the next? And then no one uses the actual state currency. Wouldn't that cause more economic chaos in that community? while also profiting Facebook and Zizok. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> mm. It's Zizok? Zizok. That's like, is that like his like demon name? <laughs> I love that. He's like Moloch and Zizok. Yeah. yeah, the Germans, but Zizok. So this, this idea, this danger is real, and the critics – the the critics have differing varieties or uh, degrees of extremism here. You know, some critics are saying this is a mistake that could happen and other critics are saying you, you people are doing this on purpose. You know what's going to happen and you just want your bottom line. You want more power. It's true, as you said, Matt, that the association, members of the Libra Association are the only people or only entities rather that can create and destroy coins. And the coins are only minted when people have purchased the – when authorized resellers have purchased the coin from the association with assets that back the coins fully. And the coins are only destroyed or burned when those resellers sell the coin to the association in exchange for those underlying assets. So, hi, Libra Association. Here is a horse – give me coins and they'll create coins and they'll say, all right, we'll hold the horse. And then in theory, then someone comes back and they say, okay, here are my coins. Uh, give me that horse. And they'll be like, all right, boom, and we'll destroy the coins because the asset for the coin no longer exists. That's the idea. A little bit like a shell game. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff could get, could get shuffled out. So – that's, that's, that's the concept and here's an example. As a normal user, let's say you had – let's say you're Noel Brown. You have $100 worth of Libra and you got it because you spent $100 in cash. Now you can use this Libra on any of these platforms that play these reindeer games or you can send it to a friend. You can say, you know, I found the Patreon for Mission Control's Age of Applebee's documentary and I want to I drop 50 Libra toward this cause because let's get it in festivals. Let's take this on tour. People need to know about the uh, bottomless chicken fingers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea. 
the big question is how do these folks make money off of it? Because they are not, as you said, doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. The Libra Association, which is legally speaking a Swiss nonprofit, puts your $100 into a bunch of low-risk short-term investments, treasury bills, et cetera, et cetera. So, for example, in July of 2019, a one-month treasury bill was yielding 2.125% on a yearly basis. So that means that since they bought those treasury bills with your money, they will earn $2 and change on your $100 purchase. But you're not necessarily entitled to those profits? You get none of that. No. no. And think about it this way. All of those member corporations are putting in $10 million of their own money as seed money for this thing, right? So that the Libra Association begins with $280 million in that account. And then as they add in more members, they're adding $10 million more. And then as people are putting their money, their actual fiat currency and exchanging it into Libra dollars, that pool gets bigger and bigger and bigger that they're purchasing these things with. Okay. And that interest becomes massive. So the appeal on the users, on the consumer side, is the stability of the currency. Whereas like with like Bitcoin, for example, you know, it it, it tanked and then it went way high and it's really all over the place. This would not be that same kind of speculative gamble that people do with like other e-coin, right? That's the idea. Yes. That's what they're selling to the public, right? But what they're selling internally is a massive amount of profit. A, a huge pile of, uh, as you said before, pony bones. <laughs> to to size it up, let's let's look at an example. So the Federal Reserve tracks the U.S. money supply in a couple of ways. One, let's just call that M one money one. Money one is what we would define the sum total of cash, coins, money, and checking accounts. Right now, that's about three point seven trillion dollars. M2 would be everything in money one. Money two is everything in money one plus savings accounts, money market funds, CODs, other kinds of bank deposits. That number is more than $14 trillion. So let's assume a few years go by, and this is a great example, I believe in Wired or Investopedia. Let's assume that after a couple of years have gone by, Libra has achieved about 10% of what we would call money one. So about 10% of the money in money one has been somehow adopted or associated with the cryptocurrency Libra. And let's also assume by this time Libra has sold a billion dollars worth of the investment token. Oh, which you didn't mention. Oh, yeah. Dude. Libra is actually two currencies. Yeah. You've got the one that everybody – like that we're basically talking about right now, the Libra, the one that you will eventually be able to use mm-hmm. unless you are, let's say, a member of Facebook, like you work with them or one of the associations. You get these things called investment tokens. And these investment tokens are much more expensive. You know, your company – 29. You're you're not buying Libra, you're buying it Libra investment tokens. And so let's let's assume that they sold a billion worth of those tokens and it cost a billion to run the network and manage their investments. And let's say that the treasury bill holds the same, a little over 2% return over a year. After all those expenses, with that with 10% of the US population using this, Libra would be generating just an interest about $7 billion a year. That yearly return on investment, 
just just to put that in perspective, is 688.51%. So that's 10%, that M1 number, 10% of that M1 number, right, which was $3.7 trillion. Yes, that's correct. That's, that's, I mean, that's a lot of money, but it's only 10% of the known dollars that are going around. Almost a 700% return. Now, that's if all those conditions we just outlined go through. Sure. Why? How, how can we allow this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that sounds just like members of the Federal Reserve yeah. and Congress. Yeah. Because there are some controversies. Seems like they're hijacking the monetary system for it's, their own personal gains. It's like the one – it's one of the few things that it seems uh, people on the far right and the far left agree is dangerous. Maybe it's because no one in Congress has a sweet enough deal yet with it. Maybe when they're getting some investment tokens, they'll be okay with it. Oh, that is happening right now. So now, just today as we were recording this, uh, members of Facebook were testifying to Congress. They were speaking to Congress about this, and their questions were things like, okay, you guys are essentially proposing to be a bank. You can call it cryptocurrency if you want, but what you're describing is not cryptocurrency. You're describing a bank. We have banks, and they have rules that they are theoretically supposed to follow. So you have to do regulations, right? Like, how are we going to work this out? Well, but is, is, this, is this one of those things where it's like a disruptive thing in the same way that Uber doesn't have to go into the same regulations as the taxi cab industry, et cetera, until the laws catch up? But, you know, for a while, it's like a feeding frenzy, free-for-all, right? So if yeah. they, like, pass this, yeah, maybe eventually the laws will catch up and they can, like, you know, Uncle Sam can get his due. But right off the rip, probably not going to happen. It's going to make a lot of, or a few people, a lot of money. This is also not a U.S.-based company, we have to remember. Well, it, you say it's yeah. a, so it's basically like an offshore account. If it's, it's Swiss, yeah, you know, it's I mean. It's a Swiss nonprofit. Everything not about profit. this stinks. I don't like it. Well, I mean – it's pretty smart. Imagine well, sure, if you could smart, get – just imagine if you could start a bank that's not a bank, get in the market, take <laughs> over 10 percent of all the currency and all before the regulations catch up to you. And then by the time they do, you're too big to fail. So it's just like oh, – Then they got to play sorry. ball. Yeah. They got to play ball with you because you now own the system. It's that old uh, – it's oh, that old quote God. when you hear about very wealthy people – getting away with financial crimes or robbing banks, essentially. Mm -hmm. I heard a quote that I thought we would all enjoy, which is, uh, if you owe the bank $1,000, that's your problem. If you owe the bank $100 million, that's the bank's problem. What about so FDIC true. protection? My my deposit at yeah. Wells Fargo is guaranteed up, up to, to one hundred one hundred thousand dollars. Right? That's what we're saying. Yeah, but I'm saying like, does that apply here at all? No, right? Well, it would it, it would have to again. This proposed it uh, if it obeyed regulations. Yeah, one of those regulations would be being FDIC insured. But that's just one of the problems. Another yeah. problem is privacy. Given Facebook's frankly hilarious track record with privacy, you can understand why people, regardless of whatever their personal leanings are, might not trust it to have a finger in their personal finances or commercial finances. What happens when Libra gets hacked? 
Oh, seriously, because it doesn't even matter if you've clicked the little button that says share all of my Libra purchases on my timeline, uh, because that will be a thing. It doesn't matter because people may find out, like Ben said, if, if Facebook gets hacked, if that private information is then sold to a third party at some time, undetermined time down the road, uh, like your entire purchase history could and would very much be available. Right, right. Uh, Facebook is becoming, or the Libra Association, excuse me, is Jeff Goldblum and Vibes. They can touch a Libra and they can see everywhere it has been. And that that could help. To be fair, that could help combat some of the crimes that this will inevitably be used for. <laughs> is this also just another step towards moving us into a cashless economy? Yes, very much so. Mm. So um, my question is this too. Like yep. it's, a, it's a balance, right? Because on the one hand, getting rid of cash – certainly cripples like some of the cartels and like illegal drug trade, right? You can't buy cocaine at a bar with Libra. Yet. My, mm. but, but my, but that's my question though. Like how, how does this balance out? Like obviously one of the issues here too is there's a – it's a haven for money laundering potentially. Mm. There's a lot of problems there. But also removing cash you could argue – would cripple some of the very nefarious nastiness that comes in, you know, with with drug smuggling and the ability to, like, you know, pay for that stuff with cash. That's true. But we also have to consider our species thought the same thing about Bitcoin and then Bitcoin was used for illicit uh, arms deals with terrorist organizations because of that un- that difficulty tracing it. And you- let's just talk about you can Venmo – Somebody at a bar for no, snacks, no, you, quote well, unquote. You can Venmo them. For so yeah, why right. would you not be able to Libra somebody? I never no, thought totally about right. that. You're totally right. I mean, snacks. Yeah, you can just no. I think what Matt's point is, you can call it anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. You just do a little cute emoji from you know, like like thumbs up. I Venmo you for <laughs> thumbs Seriously, up for though, fun. You know, like, <laughs> in, in in very much like a social media, perhaps. The only things that Libra would know is that this transaction occurred between these two wallets or Libra accounts. Sure. Essentially, it's not going to know what it was for because it, like a social media account, it knows what you tell it. But what happens when that person goes to jail for selling drugs and then you're in their transaction record? Does that mean you get in trouble for buying drugs? It's like the old dangerous – it's it's like the old dangerous Kevin Bacon game or the NSA leapfrog surveillance. You know what I mean? I it, it's it's a question that hasn't been answered yet, and it could have profound effects on global and local economic stability. This is an ongoing story. That's the thing. The details of this are going to change. President Donald Trump or current President Donald Trump, Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell and others have already been very concerned about this idea. Uh, They're talking about money laundering. They're talking about manipulative trading, right? Uh, Some Democratic members of Congress called on Facebook to stop working on Libra until Washington is satisfied that this is not some sort of dystopian corporatocracy replacing the state. Yeah, good luck yeah. with that. Right. And to push pause, you know, just long enough for them to buy all of those congressmen. <laughs> right, because there is not an insider trading law that really applies to Congress. So, yeah, recently, as we said today, uh, Marcus testified to Congress to address concerns about this, and he said the Libra Group will work with the Federal Reserve and other central banks to make sure Libra doesn't compete with sovereign currencies or interfere with monetary policy. Yeah. What other, what's the point then otherwise? How? <laughs> Dude, but that's what I'm saying. Like, literally, the thing he said they're not going to do is the thing that makes it profitable is the fact that it is doing that. 
Right. I don't understand the – you could just color us skeptical on this one because it does feel conspiratorial for him to be in Congress being like, look, guys, we made the giant sea killer death ray as a safety measure. Yeah. <laughs> Because the oceans are being very polluted. We're not going to yeah. use it on you, though. Right. I promise. Yeah. To insinuate that we would use the giant sea killer death ray to in any way harm the ocean <laughs> is frankly offensive. Yeah. This line of questioning. We're just, we're, <laughs> we're just building this giant death ray thing for our own benefits because it generates us death ray interest. So check this out. This is the other thing Mr. Marcus said, and I don't want to jump on this too hard, but I'm going to add a tiny little bit to this. Yeah. Um, he's mentioning that Libra isn't necessarily an investment. He said, quote, people will not buy it to hold like they would a stock or a bond. Or another cryptocurrency. We'll be doing that. <laughs> Sorry, that was my added yeah, thing there. we'll be doing that. <laughs> so if this is important because if it isn't an investment, uh, the security an exchange commissioner, SEC, would be less likely to regulate it. Currently, as we recorded today, Facebook told Washington the Libra cryptocurrency would be regulated by Switzerland's financial overseers. And then it added that the digital money there would never compete with national currencies, never undermine central banks. And now we have to open it to you folks. What do you think? Should a privately owned consortium like this possess what could be the same powers as a government? Are the critics being alarmist or are this are, are these scary times? Are we being alarmist? <laughs> yeah, are we? <laughs> I uh, mean, yeah. It hasn't happened yet. No. That's true. It hasn't happened yet. But how strange will it be for us to come back and record an episode next year and uh and and you know have just walked in paying for lunch with Libra. Yeah, I know. Is it possible? I'd love to talk to Switzerland and their watchdog about whatever happened with HSBC. Like, what what went wrong there? I thought you guys were the watchdogs. Remember that whole drug smuggling thing, cartels? No? No? Okay. Y'all are good? Cool. Jeez. It's all good, guys. It really does make Swiss me— Swiss are notoriously non-confrontational. Oh, it's true. true. So, yeah, that's you know, probably part of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Peter Falk is also in vibes. Oh, I just want to add that. Peter Falk, that that's sold not it. helpful. I love <laughs> some Peter Falk vibes, dude. <laughs> so I'm, I'm yeah. really, really happy, honestly. Like, I can't tell you how happy I am with all of this occurring right now and with the next few years, like how excited I am that I took the day and got my eCoin wallet in order because, I mean – Gosh, it could have been chaos like so quickly. You're on the up and up, my friends. Uh, so, so tell us, tell us, is this is this good? Is this bad? Uh, is this little column A, little column B? If so, why? You can tell us this on the phone directly. We have a phone number. You can call us. We are one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Leave a message, and uh, you know. Talk to us about how corporations are becoming much, much more powerful than governments. Do us your best Peter Falk and or Jeff Goldblum impersonation. Hell, mash them up into one cool hybrid impersonation. I'd love to hear that. See if you get any vibes from hearing Ben when he does the outgoing message. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We're all over those places. Uh, we, we'd like to recommend uh, before – 
before the Libra is instituted that you check out one of our favorite places on the internet. Here's where it gets crazy. You guys, I just thought of something. When Libra comes through, we can leverage our Here's Where It Gets Crazy page and our Stuff They Don't Want You to Know official show page to institute a version of Libra that we will call Ben Bucks. I, you know, it's its own thing. And we, we could call it we – sh- we should call it something more reflective of the show maybe. Okay. Um, I just I, – I respect you guys immensely, but Ben Bucks is sort of a my – I want to split the pie. Is what I'm okay, saying. we'll call it the conspiracy. <laughs> sure, that's perfect. Uh, you can also find us uh, in our individual lives uh, doing various misadventures. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram. I'm at Ben Bullen. You can catch me as well. I am at How Now Noel Brown, and I'm working very hard to start a new account called Conspiracy Vibes. Really? Yeah, I'm really hoping it hasn't been taken. Oh man, that's wonderful. You cannot find me on Instagram. Uh, actually, if you dig hard enough, you probably can. Uh, but it's a private account, so I don't know. I'll have to look at your picture and make sure you look trustworthy and have a dog or a cat or something. Waka, waka, waka. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, all right. If you don't want to do any of that stuff, you can still write to us, give us suggestions for the show, anything you want to talk to us about in the good old-fashioned way. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality 
potency and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.